Hello and welcome to today's episode of the India Dun and Company podcast. I'm speaking with Nicole Phelps and she is an incredible young hairdresser, uh, balayage specialist, educator, uh, photographer, and an inspiring creative who has been through quite a bit of health opportunity and has taken it to the next level in her self-care and in her advocacy for herself she has learned how to be of service in a deeper way to her community behind the chair and where she lives she is at tribe salon in chad's ford pennsylvania beautiful collective of women who are offering incredible services i hope you will enjoy this conversation as much as i did and thank you nicole for sharing your story I care and love and send light always to you. Enjoy. Welcome to the India Dunn and Company podcast. On today's episode, I would like to introduce you to Nicole Phelps. Thank you so much for being here with us today and sharing your story with the listeners. How are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm great and I'm so happy to um, be on this podcast with you. <laughs> mm, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate your time and and uh, I know that what you have to share has so much value to the people who will be listening. So tell us um, where you are and where you're working currently. Yeah, so I am uh, in Philadelphia. It's where um, I grew up. Philadelphia area and I work at Tri Beauty which is in Chad's Ford Pennsylvania um great salon I love it <laughs> and how long have you been there I have been there um I guess about a little over two two years probably like two and a half years and how long have you been in the industry so far I guess let's see probably about I want to say six and a half years since I was 18 so wow so cool cool. seems like forever it's like weird to say that I bet I bet (laughs) so how many other salons did you work in before you you found tribe I worked at one uh actually I guess two because when I was in um still in high school I worked at um, a restaurant and I remember someone coming in needing a shampoo person and like an assistant and I was like yeah sure and it was this this little mom and pop shop and it was so awesome um, just to kind of like get my foot in the door in that mm-hmm. way so I worked there for um, the rest of my high school year and then I um, was in my first I, I would call it my like first real salon um, right as I was finishing hair school. So, and then I worked there until uh, two and a half years ago, until my new salon. And did you know from a young age that you wanted to be a hairdresser? Like what, what do you think kind of drew you towards it? It's so funny when I, when people ask this question, because it's like, I'm the typical, like I didn't, and I never did people's hair growing up. I didn't play with Barbies. <laughs> like <laughs> I was never drawn to the industry for like beauty reasons. Like I loved, I guess I lo- I always knew I wanted to do hair, but more because um, I wasn't a school person. <laughs> I, <laughs> more of an artist. 
exactly I hated regular school I never got good grades and I knew I didn't need good grades to do hair um (laughs) that's awesome that's hard to say but yeah um I loved that you could express yourself creatively um Mm -hmm. I love that you can look good every day like I was like I always was drawn towards oh my gosh (laughs) I don't have to wear a uniform every day or like I can like dress how I want you know that kind of thing Uh uh-huh um and then that's kind of what drew me towards it but I didn't really know I wasn't like I want to play with people's hair until Mm -hmm. you know like that, that wasn't my thought until I actually started to like until I was in school and I was hands-on and I was like whoa like this is creative I can I really actually enjoy this you know what I mean I didn't know mm-hmm. that until I started to do it so did it feel like it kind of came naturally like it flowed when you when you got into it oh my gosh yeah like I think in high school I was just like the outcast student who <laughs> you know didn't <laughs> i didn't really even go you know and so like I didn't um exercise any creativity within myself I was just Mm -hmm. like I didn't know it was there so it was so eye-opening and beautiful for me to like come to that realization that like wow I am creative and I never and it's funny because there's artists in my family but I just never you know exercise that exercise that so when I was actually able to work hands-on and um Really, that came, I think, when I was in my first salon. Because um, in mm. school, we were kind of just learning the basics. But when I was right. in my first salon, I had experienced, like, we did – it was a great, great first salon. Like, I, we did a lot of education. Like, it was a perfect place for me to be. And I felt so, like, um, led to be there. I don't know. Like, I worked – I experiencing working under someone and training under someone and just, like, all of the hands-on stuff, I was like, wow, I think I'm pretty good at this. And that's when, <laughs> that's when I think I remember like um, an educator coming in and like teaching us. And I just was every day, there was always like a wow moment for me. And I just like was grow. I just kept the passion for it and the love for doing hair um, just grew, I think, and continues mm. to grow every day. Um but yeah. That is so cool. And what a great opportunity for you to come into a place that was so supportive. Would you say that your teachers, mentors, the people that you were working with um, were of like mind? Could you see yourself working for them for a while? Or what was the culture in the salon? like and um how did you feel like you fit in uh so my salon now or the my the one that you were working in when you first started doing hair um and that, so were they of like mine is that what, what the question was yeah just like you know because it's so difficult for us in the beginning to know where we fit in mm, you know yeah. what kind of culture salon culture we're going to um to feel most supported in you know a lot of us jump into situations where we're in a salon that looks good on the outside Mm. um it's successful salon it's a busy salon it's good for walk-ins you know however we get drawn to where we work you know when we're first out of school has so much to do with how we succeed 
you know, further down the road? Yeah, yeah. It's a good question. So, I mean, I feel like now I'll start with from that salon to my salon now are completely different paces. Mm. Um, Not that one is, you know, bad and one's not, but like um, I do when I, when I first um, started working at that salon, I would, I always, I'd say that they, that the people there, my boss and my mentors there at the time kind of birthed me into the hair industry. Mm, um, wow. And I do think at the time we were like very like-minded and, and I was, I mean, I was a baby. I was like this insecure mm-hmm. girl out of high school that I didn't even know who she was yet. And I was around these people that were beautiful and like, I was just being introduced to all of the you know, it was all I knew, kind of like the walk-ins and the really fast pace and money and meetings being all about money and kind of right growing in that way. Um, I guess not, I, I don't want to say all about money, but it was just like, you know, like the fast pace, slamming a million clients in one day and right growing your business. Um, and, and as well as like the education and all that kind of stuff, I think, um, so being thrown into that and being, I think it was that, that was just how I, all I knew. So I can't, I don't know. So I think at the time I, I loved it. I was, that was how I was thriving. I was, I loved that fast pace. I loved everything mm-hmm. about where, how I was growing um, in that salon. Cause I didn't know anything different. Not that it was. Right. That I, it was good or bad. It just right. was. Yeah. Now it's always interesting, especially you being in the industry at this point, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I came in a lot, (laughs) a long time ago and it was the same thing. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's always interesting to me to hear different people's point of view going into the salons that they, they go to after beauty school, how they get, you know, moved through the industry in the, in the very beginning stages of their career, I think has a lot to do with, you know, how they succeed and how they don't succeed, you know, and yeah. I believe in, you know, mentorship and um, being in a salon culture that helps you grow. And, and I think, unfortunately, you know, with the choices that students have now, they end up going into a solo situation and then they don't have that community. They don't have that salon culture and they don't have the mentorship. Yeah. And, you know, so important. a lot of people are, are, you know, going out after getting their license and they can only sustain, you know, a, a successful business for a short amount of time. And then they end up dropping out of the industry completely yeah. as a result of, of not finding that culture and that mentorship. Right. I mean, and I feel blessed that like I was able to get, you know, into a salon that like that gave that to me at first because mm-hmm. I yeah, just like you were saying, like, if I didn't have that at first, and I stayed and say, like, just this little that my first mom and pop shop where there was no education and no, just nothing really, except walk in. Yeah, <laughs> I would have 100% dropped out of school and I or, or just in the industry in general, and I would yeah. probably just be working at a restaurant or something, you know, like, exactly. I think it's so important to have mentors and the education and, and, you know, everything in between, but also, you know, the, 
the balance for sure. Yeah. And that's definitely hard to maintain in, in the beginning. So at what point, so we'll go into, um, I know you from Instagram first, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then we got to meet in person at the Business of Balayage Educators Summit. So how did you get found by them? Like, how did they find you? Yeah. So Instagram. <laughs> awesome. I'm so thankful for it. I know. Um, me too. Such a cool thing. Um, but yeah, so they found me through Instagram, just like actually my new job found me through Instagram. So like, wow, God for that, because, oh my goodness. Um, so they found me through Instagram. I, I was, I remember sitting at the table and they emailed me. So they got me email from Instagram and, um, you know, they, I opened the email and it was just an invitation to, they wanted me to become an, you know, it read that they wanted me to become an educator for them. They loved my mm-hmm. page, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, is this like spam? Like, what is this? I was so, but I was so excited because I was like going through such a hard and like, you know, a really deep, in-depth healing process in my life at that time. And it just came at like the perfect moment. I I was like, I just remember sitting, eating my dinner and reading it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I remember texting, um, a really good friend of mine and I was like oh my gosh like what do I do do I do this do it like I don't have the money for this I don't know like I have to fly to California you know all these things are like (laughs) surfacing in my mind but I was like you know what like she was like say yes and the rest will kind of fall in place yeah Yeah. and so I did I responded and I was so excited for and like honestly after that after just saying yes everything fell into place perfectly and wow it was so just so amazing so beautiful I love that stuff it just gives you so much faith yeah and I remember like I mean I was so um I'm a pretty independent person so like doing things by myself isn't really um you know doesn't come it's not hard for me you know but I just remember being so scared to fly that like fly (laughs) by myself like I mean, I'm scared to fly in general and just, um, but doing it alone was just such a freeing thing for me. So I just remember mm. like feeling so sure, like going to the airport and <laughs> anticipating it and anticipating all the people I was going to meet and, you know, rooming with random hairdressers from across <laughs> the country. I was like, what is this? But it so fell into place so perfectly. I just remember, um, it happening so like rooming with um a girl that I'm still friends with um Cabra she's yeah awesome yeah um, and we're still friends and I just remember like I'm like I don't know I don't know about rooming with people I'm like an introvert in that way where I like my own space and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and, and I just um I remember on going through our like Facebook um group and I was like okay I'll look for you know just like was searching through and I saw her post that she needed someone to room with and um I just commented on it and there was other people that were commenting on it and just like I guess we just clicked and she was like yeah room with me blah 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 and then I just I remember getting there and like we clicked right away and I was like looking through her Facebook we share the same faith and like not that that's like you know that has to be a requirement right right but it definitely makes a big difference yeah it was just a common 
you know ground for us and we just clicked right away that was like Mm. it was just such an awesome thing I knew it was just like it came together so amazingly and you know you've shared with me that it was a catalyst for you for so many different reasons but I mean just um how it changed your life in that moment, how it propelled you forward, how it gave you, you know, something to look forward to and then to build relationships. You know, what, what came of that um, since its inception? Yeah. So going, um, I mean, going there and working, I mean, going through the training process and obviously meeting you and meeting the girls that I met and, even the guys that we're, you know, we're all still friends and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And then leaving, I mean, and also like having to give a presentation in front of 50 plus people on like, a, you know, <laughs> it was also like, oh my gosh, like it just, um, it definitely, like I grew in that way a lot too. It took down a lot of walls for me. Um, but, you know, and after that, I, I think maybe about six months into um, educate being an educator with them, it just, kind of dissolved um it wasn't the best it wasn't it just didn't work for me it wasn't um Mm -hmm. what you know what I wanted to go continue doing which is totally fine but um I think what came of it was just the relationships that um I've developed through just going like I like for me I take it as I think like as I look back I'm like wow I just think you know, as I was going through this intense healing process um, before going and was just in, you know, in the the place I was in in my life, I look back and I'm like, I think I just believe that like I went through, I did that and went through for the relationships that I developed and for like just the, the growth mm-hmm. in doing, you know, take, doing these things by myself and um, yeah, just doing the independence yeah and and the relationships that I've really developed across like you I'm sitting here recording a podcast with you and I met you there (laughs) like so awesome I know that was so much fun having that moment of realization when I looked at you and (laughs) realized that we followed each other on Instagram it was and it was so cool because as much as I was there as a facilitator and, and a supporter for you all I too felt you know kind of like a little bit odd and not quite sure of my role and Mm -hmm. and it was all new people and a new environment you know and to see a familiar face even though I only knew you on Instagram it was like oh I love you (laughs) you know yeah it was seriously like we like already had met it was so funny it's awesome I love I love Instagram for that and you know speaking of Instagram like your page is so beautiful I mean I'm not surprised that that the business of balayage um spotted you and and were intrigued by by the work that you do you know it's do you feel like um your photography and your eye and your artistry have really um, created a following on Instagram that, that supports you and and continuing to want to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I think for me, like I love, um, you know, I don't think it's just about having, taking pictures with my Canon camera that makes, you know, it, (laughs) the pictures look pretty. Um, Hmm. my clients are amazing and, I, but I think the thing is, like, 
you know, some people are like, um, even some girls my son, they're like, how do you get your clients to take good pictures? Or how do you take good pictures like that? And, and of course, like we've gone through classes, every class that I've been through, there's always like a little, you know, segment at the end of like photography and capturing your clients and stuff. But for me, like, I think um, I'm such a, like, I, I relate. I'm a relatable person, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the thing I love most about being behind the chair is being with my clients and really connecting with them and mm-hmm. um, just like hearing their stories and hearing them. And so like when I'm over um, our appointment, obviously to post on my Instagram for the hair, but it's also like, I'm not just like, turn around and take a picture of your hair I'm I want to capture them as well mm-hmm. um I don't know if that sounds kind of weird but like I'm so it's not like robotic in a way right like, right you know it just is natural because I think maybe I work comfortable I'm comfortable with my clients and maybe they're mm-hmm. comfortable with me because right yeah um and the relationships yeah yeah, and that comes through in in the pictures, for sure. Right. Oh, thanks. Yeah, they're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think that that's that's you know maybe the difference. Like, I I don't want to you know talk poorly about certain pages, but it, it's definitely it's hard for me to connect with a page where it's just a, a repeat you know picture over and over again. Or there's no, you know, I love when you take selfies and I get to see a picture of you and what you're wearing or what you're doing, you know, and, Mm. and it makes me feel like I can connect with you. You know, we all know that selfies get the most likes on (laughs) social media, but you know, as, as far as being um, a young hairdresser in the industry and an influencer in your community, I feel like there's definitely um, that speaks through your page get, mm. I can feel your intention your authenticity and um, and your desire to show your work in such a beautiful platform thank you yeah and I think it's important to like um, I mean I have like a personal page just for like certain like I like to take regular pictures and stuff but for the mm-hmm. most part like my page is my page all around and I think it's people don't want to just see like um just like or they want to see you you know they want to see your personality and mm-hmm. um I think for for you know other hairdressers or anyone like your clients it's it's about the relationship and your clients want to see you know maybe not too much of you but <laughs> right right you know there's but definitely like, a fine line there is for sure but like you know they that's how they knew they know you know not everyone is for everyone so right there may be people that don't like that and that's fine there's plenty of hairdressers out there for everyone but I think seeing a little little glimpses into your little tiny world is okay mm-hmm. and it's cool and people can connect with that I think that's what Instagram's really about I mean for sure this is stuff but you know well, and how do your, because I know you're really good about um, taking breaks and, and, you know, talking about that on social media. How do you find that your clients react to that and the people in your community? You know, do they support you and do they feel like, you know, you've kind of influenced them in, in doing the same? 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do periodically will take breaks from Instagram because um, I think there are times where it can be really harming at times if it's not if you just get stuck in a striving and comparison trap mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it's really so for me it's like important to take a reset here and there and uh turn it off so um yeah through that like I always that when clients at my chair it's funny because when I if I either I mean I I will announce if I'm if I'm going off for a long period of time like the one time I think I took a break for maybe a month and a half um and I had just said hey guys email me if you need me or something and I mm-hmm. but clients will still ask me like they're like I remember you said you were taking that break like how was that I want to do that I need to I need to take a break from social media you know what I mean like yeah people, good it kind of brings like I guess a little uh, it arises a question in people like wow I, maybe I should take a break too here and there like mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think I mean my clients are supportive and my um people are always really excited when <laughs> when you like oh wow good for you like yeah you, you know but um and how yeah. does it feel you know when when we know that we have this impact on our community um you know how does it feel for you to know that you're impacting your community in a way that they're kind of following along or looking to you to guide them in certain areas yeah, it's, it's really humbling when I, um, cause sometimes I lose sight of that where mm. I'm like, am I, you know, sometimes I forget that like, okay, I, I don't need to have a million K followers to be an influence. Um, no mm-hmm. one does like you mm-hmm. can, you know, it's about the people that, you know, are in your community and like that follow you rather than the quantity right. of people. Um, but yeah, so it's always, so sometimes I lose, I'm like, am I, you know, maybe it's an insecurity of mine, because I'm like, oh, am I, am I, like, impacting people? You know, it's, mm. there's always that little question inside of me, but when I, but when I, you know, see, you know, people responding to things and saying, oh my gosh, this meant so much to me, thanks for posting this, or my yeah. client sitting in my chair and saying, you know, I saw this on your page, and like, asking, just like, kind of reminding me that oh they're paying attention so mm-hmm. um it's always yeah it's humbling for me because I think as um someone who's really I mean I'm still developing myself and mm-hmm. who I am and um but I've come a long way from being in coming out of school as this insecure like no self-worth person like girl mm-hmm. now like actually you know it's just um it's kind of like wow I I didn't think this would kind of I didn't think I'd have any influence on anyone so I think right. it's, it's really humbling for me um to know that I develop really close relationships with my clients and just people that I work with and in general um mm-hmm. and yeah, that I have a voice and I can right. use it and it doesn't, you know, so I think sometimes it's like um, insecurity arises when, you know, cause you're like, what, there's always the trap of like, mm-hmm. well, what will people think of me and right. my voice? But if people don't like 
what, what I have I to say. Did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I struggle with that still sometimes, but, um, I'm, le- I've learned to like, people will, like I was saying before, like people, um, there's people that are for you and not for you. And mm-hmm. it just, um, not caring what other people think, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's an important thing. Cho- choosing who, yeah, is going Cho- to to influence that feeling. Yes. Um, and, you know, your posts about going out into your community and, and serving the homeless um, are so inspiring. Was that something that you were already doing and then decided to start posting about? Or was it is it something that you recently started doing um, and wanted to share? Yeah, so... It's something I actually I've always done, um, and I just started posting about it. I guess mm-hmm. recently, um, yep. or more recently, but because um, I had for for a long time, I, I I guess since I was maybe in high school, maybe um, I had always um, volunteered at shelters, city team, and mm. places like that for serving meals and then I my family and I would go down to Log Park in Philadelphia and we would um just set up and serve meals for them wow um but I wasn't doing hair at the time so I wasn't cutting hair or Mm -hmm. anything um but it was just something that we loved to do um and when I moved down the city I lived in media for a little while and then when I moved down the city I was um, surrounded by homeless people so it was right. just like and I had always you know I just when I'm when I walk out my door I would I think I know every everyone in Center City like the homeless <laughs> people <laughs> we're like all so cool now but like <laughs> it's like when I see them I grab coffee for them or like food or whatever mm-hmm. but then turned into well why don't I I, I remember I just started bringing my stuff home and walking around on my Sundays or Mondays in center city. And I would just still get food. I would hand out food and ask whatever, you know, if they wanted coffee or whatever. And then I'd say, um, you know, ask if they wanted haircuts. Um, and some would say yes. Some would say no. Some were kind of hesitant and it was okay. Like, Mm -hmm. but it was, um, so it was a little intimidating at first because I I would just, set up right on the street there I wouldn't like you know take them anywhere right yeah but um it was I just started I just continued to do it so like usually I mean some weeks I will just stick to giving them food and stuff but um I mean it was just so freeing like I just saw so many people um they were like so when I would ask them they were like really like, wow, you mm-hmm. bring me a haircut? Like, <laughs> and they would, some would cry. So yeah. like, it's just like being able to, to give back. Um, it's just the, the most freeing and powerful, mm-hmm. I think, feeling, yeah. um, than anything else. Um, because they really do appreciate it. And it's, and I think there's something, you know, about giving rather than receiving. That's just like, it fills you up, you know? Oh, completely. Completely. And I mean, 
you know, my whole thing about honoring the crown and, you know, we're holding people's crowns in our heads and, you know, experiencing um, the nurturing that's available to another human being through the care of hands, you know, Mm. obviously we know how nurturing a massage is, but to just touch someone's head is so powerful, Um, you know, and to, to ask permission um, and to have them, you know, feel safe, but vulnerable at the same time is, it's so engaging. Yeah. You know, and for them to have that moment with you, I just, I, you know, brings me tears to my eyes, but I just want to say, (laughs) I want to say thank you, you know, because it's so much more valuable than we, you know, than giving them the handout or giving them, you know, and not everybody can do that kind of work, obviously, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, it's just so powerful to engage with people in this way. And um, for you to take it to that, you know, next level is just really, it's obviously um, gives me a lot of gratitude and and admiration. Thanks. Yeah. And I think like, um, I love that you say engaging because it is so like, um, like working one-on-one with, Mm -hmm. with, I mean, with clients behind the chair as well as, you know, the homeless people on the street. Um, There is something so, you know, nurturing and powerful about just working one-on-one with someone. You Mm -hmm. almost get into a different state of mind when totally, you know, like if you're just walking by with someone on the street and you're talking or you're just kind of like standing above a homeless person talking to them and just handing them a coffee. Like there's no openness. There's walls built up, you mm-hmm, know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. then I, and I notice those walls come down so loudly when I'm, when I just, as soon as we enter into like sitting down with each other and then opening, like opening up and just conversation, they feel safe. They, mm-hmm. you know, I remember asking someone, um, I, you know, I asked, you know, what's your name? And he said, well, what's your name? Like, you know, he didn't, mm-hmm. as soon as we, his walls were up so high and I, we had to kind of, once we started working, I started cutting his hair and was, you know, close to him and talking to him. He, his walls started to come down and he was so just humble and mm-hmm. it was a different person. So mm-hmm. I think so it's it's also like what I love about being in um, this industry too is not just you know doing that for for homeless people but also like it's the same thing in the salon when I'm working with homeless people sometimes it's hard to connect with people in a in a group especially for me because I'm like your extroverted introvert (laughs) right so I do I do well or I guess I one-on-one is I guess a lot I do better at um (laughs) but yeah when working one-on-one with people I just like sometimes you can just get lost in connection and and conversations Mm -hmm. and the relationship yeah yeah I know it's interesting because I think about you know the the innate ability that um, seems to kind of be common within the hairdresser. And it it is that um, what you said, that introverted extrovert, it's very interesting to to see that in a lot of the people that I work with Mm. um, in the beauty industry, Um, that there is that, um, that innate desire to have that 
vulnerability and a relationship and the intimacy of the space that we share with our clients. Yeah. And we're comfortable with it, you know? Yeah. And so I, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, I hear, I've been in classes where, um, you know, it's just about, I was just recently in a class where the, the guy said he, um, he doesn't talk to his clients. He kind of just, mm. and, and that's, I think sometimes like I'm, I'm in the zone and I don't, but, uh, like talk to my clients, but mm-hmm. there was like a little bit of like a sting when he said that. Cause I'm like, oh, I, I think the relationship is so important with your clients not I think there's you know again like the balance between the two but of course of course and that was one of the things I was going to ask you with you know obviously me being kind of the the burnout interventionist and self-care advocate for the beauty expert wanting for you to have that connection because it's so valuable and it's it feeds our soul but there's a certain point where we get kind of tapped out or we get you know too full with all of the interaction like Mm. what um, have you experienced, you know, as a result of the intimacy of the relationships that you're creating that might look like burnout or might look like, you know, like the breaks that you take from social media or the little retreats that you create for yourself? Like what prompts mm. you to know it's time for you to take a break? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think, so I guess I don't, I'm, I know how to leave I don't think I get overcrowded or over like I don't take on too much from my clients in mm. the salon mm-hmm. um, because I I definitely know how to leave leave things at the door when I leave and when I go in to work. Cool, cool. Um, and that's a learned. I think it's a learned. I've learned that in my own life first, and I think that's how right. I'm able to implement it in the salon. Great. Um, but I think when I what prompts me to um, you know, take these breaks sometimes or just kind of hop off social media because social media, I think, is more so draining sometimes in that way than actually (laughs) being in the salon. Totally. Um, My whole business, like all my clients are on social media. So I think um, there's a lot of pressure with um, getting people in. Like, I think we're known for like hairdressers or like we're like super people super <laughs> totally super humans that can get a million clients in one day and we have no boundaries and we can just do yeah sure you need you need to get in tomorrow at this time sure I'll just you know make time for it and that can be mm-hmm. the most draining thing because it's like you don't want to let people down and you feel um like people are depending on you mm-hmm. and you can't let them down and I mean, I think that was, that's been a thought of mine because, and even in my personal life, it's like, you never want to let people down. And right. I mean, I'm that type A person and I strive and, um, I mean, I have trouble with striving and I want to, I never want to let people down in that, in certain ways. So I mm-hmm. think as hairdressers, we, we just always want to say yes. It's like, we don't know how to say no. Um, and that drains us. And yeah. I, I'm, I guess I'll speak for myself because I don't, I don't want to say every hairdresser because some people can totally um, work like that, but it is draining. It's, it's draining when I have a bunch of inboxes of trying of people saying, I need to get in this time. I need to get mm-hmm, in this time. Mm-hmm. And um, kind of, I guess not, I don't know. I've had to learn to, be organized in that way and I've had to learn to say no and 
have boundaries. Um, but I guess when I'm when I'm feeling overcrowded and overstimulated with um, social media and the pressure of just um, finding myself. Mm. Um, I don't know, drained from, I guess, giving, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I guess maybe too many uh, being stimulated too much and just have just the pressure, I guess, sometimes of not wanting to let people down because I can't get people in and, you know, be everything to so many people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For lack of other words. Well, I mean, I do think that, you know, part of what I, I continue to want to repeat and remind our industry, our, our people is how multi-layered our work is. You know, you're not just a hairdresser, you're not just a beauty expert. You know, it's like there's all of these layers of what we're giving at the same time that we're creating this transformation magic on people, yeah. you know, and uh, so, you know, the, the broader our our perspective on what we're doing the more we get to see how important our work is the more we take care of ourselves yeah exactly and so you know you're you're getting that really early on I mean I know no offense but you haven't been in the industry that long in comparison to some of the people I know and myself you know and for you to be able to get that so early on in your career I mean, obviously, you know, your success, your current success, you know, and, and your success at Tribe for the last couple of years is indicative of you having um, this perspective, you know, the yeah, broader just, view. I think a big thing for me, too, with with um, that has kind of um, was almost it was almost a forced rest for me. And I'm actually thankful that, like. I am so young in this industry still, but I've learned the balance of like rest Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the boundaries between the two. Um, But there was, when I was at Tribe, I think my career started to take off a lot more and I was getting so busy and do like getting my, like just Instagram and my business was growing like kind of rapidly, I'd say. And that almost like, sparks this like flame in you and you're like whoa wow like it feels good and I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm going 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 and I was loving the fast pace and the long hours and because and getting everyone in and you know that kind of thing and then um but I also have uh, I I kind of in that time almost forgot about my health and I have Mm. um, a lot of health issues my Lyme disease that Mm -hmm. has kind of been crippling over the last four years or so or so but it's declined I guess more so in the last few years but um that has been a kind of forced rest for me because I was like striving I was almost in the striving trap of like mm-hmm. oh wow I'm getting these clients and I'm getting busier okay I'm gonna keep going and I love the fast pace and I'm gonna fill my book like until I you know can't anymore and I'll <laughs> work 12 hours a day and it's gonna be great and my body actually was one day it was like nope you cannot work like this anymore um (laughs) so I had to kind of learn um rest in that way and it was Mm -hmm. hard because 
I don't want to say no. I don't want to let people down. That that's that's where all that came in. Right, but right. Now that I I sit with it and I've um, been going through that for quite some time, I'm like, it's okay. I've learned to that boundaries are okay, and I don't need to people please mm-hmm. all the time. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's taken me out of that. Um, and how do you? When you think back about how you felt like the first time you said no, you know, how did you deal with the anxiety leading up to saying no? And how did you deal with the feelings after having said no? Leading up to it, I think it's like so much anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, I guess you, there's all the what ifs. It's like, what if I right. lose these clients? What if? Right. <sighs> um, you know, in result of losing the client, then I'm not making money. And then, you know, all these things you know arise but um so yeah a lot of anxiety I just felt so much pressure and um and even with like you know I stopped working long long hours um and even that was like so hard for me um Mm -hmm, to kind of make make the choice to do um and also even like with talking to my boss about it I mean I have the most supportive team and bosses in for so I'm so grateful for them mm, um and so how supportive cool. they are yeah and how supportive they are they and that that was like a big thing like for for me with after like they like feeling so much anxiety and just opening up to my having people that I work with um that or work alongside alongside me with um that are so supportive just helped calm a lot of that because they were so supportive of me and um mm-hmm. Then I was like, okay, this is okay. I'm like, I'm able to adjust things. And, you know, when they made me feel like it was okay, and they weren't like shunning me for mm-hmm. having to, yeah, for right. having they to care you. for myself, then it was easier for me. And then yeah. I, I kind of looked at it from um, a different perspective. And when I started to, implement these boundaries and kind of um say hey no I'm sorry you know I can't work these long hours and get you in in five seconds um it became easy and now it's like okay it's a muscle that you're working over yeah, and over I mean, again still working, yeah but like I know that like um my my mental health and my personal health is is more important than killing myself to try to please everyone so and I found that clients are really understanding when you do say no like I think mm. the big th- there's a big fear in us that we're like we can't say no because then we're like you know god forbid they'll they'll leave and you know whatever and maybe some do but I found mm-hmm. that my clients and the people around me are just so have been so supportive and of course there's some that are you know oh this sucks but they um I've I haven't had any like you know horrible experiences with like my clients exactly no nasty exactly. Yelp reviews they're like, they're like, <laughs> and I'm like so beautiful. I'm like oh my gosh do I just have like awesome clients or like but maybe they just res- mm. they respect I I yeah, I've found that respect when you, do you implement these boundaries, yeah. and this is per- this can go personally too, not just work, but when you implement 
boundaries mm-hmm. people respect you for that and and I've right. found a lot of peace in that and um it's it's given me a lot of rest, more rest I would say in my life in doing so that's awesome and do you have um, do you have a kind of a ritual at, at your work during the day, like things that you do to to make sure that you sustain your level of energy and level of compassion and empathy and everything that you need to stay creative? Do you have anything that you implement during the day? Um, during the day at work, I mean, I'd say when I'm at work, I'm just at work, and then I'm and I'm kind of what inspires me when I'm at work is people, is being around. Um, my clients mm. because I find I'm always inspired when I'm like when, when my clients leave I'm so filled and I think it's because what inspires me is hearing mm-hmm. other people's stories and talking to them and just like you know that fills me up and then of course the introvert in me when I leave I'm like okay I can be alone but <laughs> but um but I think <laughs> totally. that really other people inspire me when um when I'm in the salon I think being around other people inspire me and I think I stay inspired just um, by disconnecting. Um, I mean, I think, I guess this isn't just, you know, at the, when I'm at the salon, but I think what inspires me um, is disconnecting and like finding what inspires me, like where I am right now, I'm kind of in the middle of nowhere at family's house in the, and in nature and stuff and that mm-hmm. kind of that inspires me when I'm disconnected from my phone and I'm just kind of like tapping into mm-hmm. you know myself and and also um I'm trying to think what um What other ways you find like that creative inspiration? I mean, I you you do the photography. I know that. So, do you feel inspired by nature? Do you feel more inspired by um, being in the city when you want to do your yeah, photography? Yeah, I would say um, definitely a little bit of both. But I've been loved like being in the city has inspired me a lot um, because I've found that you know it's like. What I what I always look at is like what inspires me to take out my little tiny iPhone and like snap a picture. You know what I mean? And it's usually like other humans. It's mm-hmm. like people I love emotion and seeing that all over the city. Um there's so much mm-hmm. um art too. Like I'm I definitely find um inspiration a lot in my solitude. So I'm often like walking around the city and going to coffee shops and I um, mm-hmm. just looking around me, I find so much inspiration. Um, I, I'm like a nerd where I go in the city, I'll go to coffee shops and just like spend a Monday. Um, I'll buy, like I do biographies on artists that I feel like I can relate to and connect to and, or even yeah, and I think that so that cool. really inspires me because I feel um, that relatability. I'm like, wow, these artists, you know, whether I'm feeling mm-hmm. alone or feeling whatever, I feel inspired by these other artists that I know have, um, that I can relate to. And I think that 
um, inspires me behind the chair too, because I just people and connection in, in general, I think, um, inspire mm-hmm. me. So yeah, being down the city is, has definitely, um, shaped a lot of, uh, a lot of my inspiration and a lot of other things. Um, when I think about you know what you're capable of doing for your people it sounds to me like this is my perception of of how you show up but there's there's availability in you there's space that you've created for them to show up and be who they are um you know when you're going out into the world and you have an openness and you have um you've created space to have an acceptance of what the environment is around you to be have a deeper perception of what's around you and you know I don't know um if we all get there in in different ways but you know not having you know like the walls that you talk about you know where where do we drop the wall where do we begin to break it down enough so that we can be very open to what's in front of us and have that be Mm. our inspiration how that be what motivates yeah, us that's hard too um breaking down like walls to be yeah. able to see what's in front of you because and oftentimes it's hard exactly and i think on the other side of that it's sometimes we choose not to see what's in front of us when we're just so consumed with looking down at our phones mm. or whatever like i think that can also um right diminish a lot of inspiration too but um That's a really good point to diminish. It, it dulls our senses. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that can, it's a dangerous, there's like a dangerous line on, <laughs> on the internet with, mm-hmm. with comparison and thinking you need to be a certain way sure. or you need to be here to experience this or that or whatever. Um, oh, you need yeah. to have this, you know, that's that's the biggest thing. It's like if you don't have this education, if you don't take this class or you don't have this new tool, you yeah. don't have this color. That's the part where I start, you know, like, you know, we, we think if I just have this next thing, then I'll be a better hairdresser. I'll be, you know, more I'll be busier. Yeah. I'll be more popular, you know, ad infinitum, all of the things that we think that we need to accumulate when really exactly. we need to make more room. <laughs> yeah. And it's just such a. So what's what's the next goal for you? What are you what are you looking at for, you know, like are holidays a really busy time for you and you're just gearing up to be busy or are you going to take a little trip or what's what's on the agenda for you next? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> because oh my gosh. <laughs> I just feel like the next few months are so busy, but um I I'm kind of there's not much I don't want to say there's not there's much on my agenda other than like I think a big goal for me right now mm. is and this year has been a huge year for me to take a step back um and to be okay with mm. that because um I was I found myself stuck in that driving trap and then I was like my worth is not defined by my work 
and it's not defined by how many pictures I post in a day. They're not defined, you know? And so that was, mm-hmm. um, so this year, and especially with my health, because I've been forced to really take a step back with my health, um, because it's yeah. been a really tough and dark year, um, to be completely honest. It's been really tough sometimes to even find inspiration behind the chair and stuff like that. And, um, yeah. Thank you for um, your honesty. And, and it's been a, a year of like solitude and just really rest and finding, um, what, what, like what, uh, what gives me rest because I think it's not just about being by myself, but it's also mm-hmm. what fills me up with, which is like, a like, um, cutting hair for the homeless. I would like, like my goal over the next year is to develop more with doing that. Um, just, or I guess just do more with that. But, um, yeah, I think my goal is to be, pre- I think just stay in the present because it's been so hard for me to do mm-hmm. that. Um, cause I always want to look into the future and what's next, what's next, what's, what's next. And so this year it's just, my goal is to, um, stay present and to, um, gain my health back because I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's been, that's been hard. It, it's hard to stay, um, inspired when your physical health is, really bad and you some some days don't have energy to get out of bed you know what I mean Um, yeah when you're suffering like that it's really difficult to stay inspired I've I've been grateful with like and I I think I've learned to savor like the little moments and the little wins in my life and it's Mm -hmm. honestly although sometimes I don't feel inspired it's been a big um year for me because when there's days where I can't do much I I'm my head is in a book or I'm writing because writing writing often inspires Mm, me too um I do write a lot so going to coffee shops and writing or reading or doing my biographies or walking around the city um that kind of stuff has been and journaling about it these little wins along the way have been Mm -hmm. um as I read back on them really um, inspiring and, and it's developing a lot within me. So it's developing a lot of patience and endurance and discipline within me. Um, Yeah. So my goal is to just take each day as it is and kind of just to to not compare and not to strive and to just be me and present or be present and just like, focus on the now and the rest let the rest kind of take care of itself um so it's weird right. to say I don't have any big goals right now I don't have any like big like a... that's great yeah that, it is a goal though you know that that is your yeah. your intention you know setting intention and and looking um at the deeper meaning of the intention for you and, and how it shapes your life not what it looks like for everybody else and really and truly, you know, that your mental, spiritual, physical, emotional health is the foundation yeah, of yeah, any success. Absolutely. You know, and, and I really, I just want to praise you for, for figuring that out at such a young age. I mean, it sounds to me that your health has kind of prompted you to have to get a deeper understanding of that. But it's, that's mm-hmm. really powerful 
um, you know, to, to have that as your foundation as an influencer in your community and somebody who's mm-hmm. serving your community yeah. in such a deep way. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that is a great note to end on. Um, and for you to share with the community as, as the intention and uh, goal for, for your life, for all of us. It's a wonderful um, inspiration. So thank and you. If I were to end and just say anything to anyone listening, um, mm-hmm. it would just be to like, and this is not even ask this, but um, just be authentically you and don't care what other people think about you. I think it's so it's such an important thing mm-hmm. um, to learn and develop. And it is. It's really hard to develop that muscle when we've grown up on social media and our foundation of self-worth comes yeah. from how many likes and, you know, relationships exactly. and all of that, you know, online. Yes. It's very good yeah. um, guidance from you. Um, Nicole, how, how can people find you? What's your, what's your Instagram? Oh, yeah. So my Instagram is, it's just plain <laughs> um, Nicole Phelps. And it's just N I K O L E. Mm-hmm. P-H-E-L-P-S yes. Phelps um, and yeah follow me on Instagram <laughs> yeah and all your info's there where you're where you're at where your salon is and how to get get in yeah. get in with you if yeah. they're in your area yeah. and um, yeah I just I feel so um, grateful to have gotten to see you face to face, even though it was a while ago. I really hope that I get to see yes, you in person I know. again soon. I, soon. <laughs> I've been saying it to the other girls from B of B in California. I'm like, I need to come out there. <laughs> I know. Yes, you do. Come get some sunshine when you're when it's cold Seriously. there. Come get some sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. I hope you Thanks have a wonderful so rest of your day. Me. You're <laughs> welcome. All right. That- Again, thank you so much for joining me for this episode with Nicole. If you would like to reach out to Nicole, she can be found on Instagram, Nicole Phelps, N-I-K-O-L-E-P-H-E-L-P-S and at tribebeauty.com. And if you're in her area, check out her photography. She is um, such an inspiring creative and for her age holds so much wisdom. And if you enjoyed this episode, please recommend it to your fellows and leave a comment, give a rating, subscribe. And if you have any questions about burnout, and the beauty expert or what a creative compassionate is feel free to reach out to me india at indiadun.com much love and light always